We want to welcome everyone back to BNB Presents the Black Media Podcast. And we got a pretty interesting show tonight uh, talking about entitlement. But before we get into all that, my name is Ben and to the right. What up, though? You got your girl, Nada. Thank you for tuning in. Y'all, y'all keep rocking with us. I don't know why, but y'all keep coming on back. Come on, come on and sit down in here with us. Uh, and to my right, we got. It's Betty, 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 y'all. What up, though? Now, what you mean? Y'all know why they keep coming back? Because they love They it. just keep on coming back, <laughs> listening to our nonsense. They keep coming, rambling on. They keep coming back. They want to hear more about uh, what the fuck I be saying that don't be right, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but I think I got it right this week, y'all. We just be rambling. Y'all just be listening. <laughs> Come on, Benny. Hit us with it. All right. Well, tonight we're talking about entitled employees and this conversation uh, sparked or stemmed from our watching of Candy and the Gang, uh, which premiered on uh, Bravo this past week. And she had a few employees in there who felt like because they've been there since day one, that A, they can't be fired and B, that they should be on uh, getting more bread and they should be uh, exempt from all punishment and firing. So I guess the topic for tonight is that on a general scale, what do you feel about empo- entitled employees? Listen, the <laughs> entitlement is real out here. Let me tell you how rude this little heifer was the other day when I went to go pick up my target order. Like she just came <laughs> to the car. She didn't say, hello, how you doing or nothing. She was just like, Davis. And I was like, yes. And she just walked to the back of the car and I know, hey, how you doing? Nothing like that. You know, just complete, these kids these days really have the mentality of like, I will leave this bitch. Like, like they don't, they, they don't care about losing their job whatsoever. <laughs> so I had to roll down my window and say, thank you. Have a great day. And she just, you know, kind of waved her hand and went on back inside the store. Now I will say it was cold as hell, but that's besides the fact. That's the job that you signed up for. The entitlement is real out here in these streets. We wasn't like that. We not like that. Betty, what you think? I don't know. You know, I'm on the I'm on the cut <laughs> of uh, <laughs> FTJ. Here we go. <laughs> Listen, here we go. <laughs> Listen, I wish I wish that I had a little more fuck fucking in me at work because these kids don't be dealing with no bullshit. Do you hear me? <laughs> no. They be out here. Now, I have been known a couple times to tell a job what I am and what I ain't going to do on the little hee-hee level. But, bitch, I'm about to do it, for real, because I ain't trying to get fired. But these kids don't give a fuck. They going to do what it is they want to do. Um, the funniest shit, I saw a, um, a, a post, I think it was a Twitter, and the, <laughs> the guy said that um, his Gen Z or X or whatever it is, is it Gen Z, the new kids? Mm-hmm. talking about how they how they quit and saying my man's text him like this is very much giving me shackled <laughs> I, I quit <laughs> Listen, I mean when I tell you that shit tickled the fuck out of me because I feel them though but I still got five kids in the house little bill so I just can't you know my ass is just shackled but you know more for them because these kids is gonna scheme scam sleep on somebody couch do whatever they can for a couple of dollars. They ain't, they ain't trying to work these jobs. They about to get on YouTube. They about to get on SoundCloud. They about to get on uh, some kind of hustle. 
because they they gonna sell gym shoes they gonna sell you your house back um anything <laughs> <laughs> to keep from working these jobs so the, the entitlement is definitely real um but speaking of candy's show um it, it, it's a little bit more than entitled employee like first of all candy and them don't even you know i'm surprised they still open Drop <laughs> yeah. the ball. just to be honest like you know Drop i've heard ball. people have like and I, I don't know if this is going to now candy i know you know she's a, a great um business-minded person but i think the logistics part like she definitely needs somebody to handle the operations the operations because mm-hmm. she's not an operations person like you know not there are all. people that know how to um how to get the job done they know what they want to do but don't quite know how to execute it and i think that's what she's experiencing with her um thing so y'all want to just talk about candy show a little bit more before we get into other entitled employees yeah so i i would say with the uh candy and the gang show it was uh shadrika's lack of enthusiasm as as be a nice way of putting it for her occupation but it was also seemed like it came from the top because anytime you as an owner of a restaurant who says, oh, we opened up a business that has uh, the area that we open up our business in, our restaurant, I should say, uh, it, it's, it uh, often, ha- well, sometimes it has blackouts that could be from an hour or so. So we don't feel the need to invest in the generator. Yeah. Sir, sir, you cannot have food in your freezer <laughs> deep, like unthawing for an hour. That's clearly a health see, violation. <laughs> that goes to show you how just because you have the money to put up to open this type of establishment right. doesn't necessarily mean that you can run that type of business. Going back to what Betty said, operation. Agreed. Because even Candy came in when she showed up late two hours after the opening and what she said, she was like, well, I would be okay with the business not having power for like two hours. I wouldn't. But you're about to start losing business. Not only right. are you going to have people um, with, what's, the, what's the phrase that they use? Dying and dash. They're going to die in a dash on you. But then um, health issues, like you said, Benny, contamination, stuff spoiling. (laughs) Like, where is your integrity behind your business? Like, not just have the money to be able to open a business and have it run, but you you want to be able to stand behind your product. And you can't have a business down for two hours and say that it's running the way that you want it to go. But who like, have asses on a generator for a restaurant yes. in an area that you know has blackouts? Has issues. <laughs> that was like a red flag. Um, it has been five I, years. Like y'all ain't gonna get no generator in five years. Now I will say that I have had people. I haven't personally visited, but I have had people that have been out to that establishment or whatever and heard that the services and the food was mediocre. They think that it was kind of hyped up just because of who's yeah, behind of it. Yeah. Um, so at what point do we stop supporting those type of businesses? You know what I'm saying? Um, like it's just, it, 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 that, that was, that whole episode, which is a bad look. Yeah. Old lady I was like this, I was thinking, I was like, this don't put her business in a good light. And it don't really, to me, don't make people want to go there unless they I'm go there looking all. for drama, unless they go there with the attention of looking for drama. But um, I really just want to eat. So I ain't really trying to see um, nobody shaking their ass at the uh, counter or nothing like that. So I, I don't know. I just want to see um, Bertha. I can grab me a, a four for four 
give Aunt Bertha a hug, take a picture, and keep it pushing. <laughs> Aunt Bertha be up there about to whoop somebody's butt. <laughs> That's what the bullshit. <laughs> but so we'll, I'm gonna have to put a pin in that though, because I want to talk about later. In, we we're gonna get to. I'm gonna talk about another business who need their ass whooped for overhypeness. But I, I just think the, the lack of <laughs> is it Detroit based. Uh, no, no, it's not Detroit based. Okay, okay, okay. But I just think that Candy's lack of attitude. I, I can see why the staff is is like like the way they are. And like, why would you struggle firing somebody who is clearly called out in an online review for having bad service several times? Though. Several not times. Just one like, time. So it's just like I'm gonna be honest. Like I'm, you know, when it comes to like dining, I take that shit serious. Like mm-hmm. you fuck my food up, like. Is damn near about to be a ride in that motherfucker restaurant. I'm like John Taffer in that bitch. Like, like I'm flipping tables over. I don't fuck around mm-hmm. when it comes to like service. Oh, we like, know. Get, mm-hmm. you, get your food, shit together. Mm-hmm. I think the only time I ever had experienced some bad service was uh at a uh, Greek town, but one of them Detroit casino hotels. Wasn't nobody in there, and we were just sitting there waiting for a waiter. And, and it was like a Wednesday night Shane Park concert that we were trying to make. And my girl just saw my face. She's like, I'm going to handle this one. Because I'm like, I'm about to cuss everybody's motherfucker out. I think it was like Bistro 555 or something like that. Oh, I've been there before. Hmm. Yeah. They, I mean, the food was good, but it was just kind of like, nobody's in this bitch. Why the fuck has anybody came up and say, you need a menu? Do you need some water? Like, I'm That's like, the worst. That's the so. worst. You be hungry sitting there. The worst is when you waiting to pay. Like, oh. I got I to gotta wait to give you my money? Like, oh. At that point, I'll be trying to have exact change. Let me just throw this mm-hmm. shit on the table so I can fuck out of here, you know? But um, Shout yeah, out I, to I, Philip though, who's on the restaurant at Candy. Hopefully, he's writing this shit. Yeah. Well, looking at the previews for the next episode, it sounds like Candy was not pleased with what he was trying to get her ass about. So, um, we got to see how that unfolds on the next episode next week. Speaking of next episode... You know, we're making a lot of prejudgment here off of the first episode mm-hmm. uh, because there was a lot of red flags. So hopefully throughout the season, we'll see how rough they started or where their mindset was. But over time, they progress and get better. Hopefully, that's how the season's going to go. I can see if it was a grand opening. Like, right. they just opened a restaurant. But they've been open for how many But they've been open for several years. years. Yeah, well, okay. But, okay. I, I, and to Nana's point, they are, like, starting with a new operations director. So maybe he turns the ship around. Maybe. Who yeah, knows? Hopefully. But, hopefully they get Philip. But the way they was... But disrespect the, to him. <laughs> right. Like... One thing but, I did like is how Candy solicited her, her hostess from Blaze. Asked him to come on over. And then he like, I'm making less money. What? Now yeah. what the heck? What the hell? Richard, like, why would you? Yeah, yeah. like, like you, you, you can at least pay me the same money. And it, it, it looked like it's a lot more involved to it because he got to run up and downstairs, and you know, and you don't have an not, iPad. And maybe they not paying. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. Maybe they not paying Shandrika a whole lot. You know what I'm saying. Maybe they not paying her a lot. So maybe that's why she had that attitude. You that's, know, when when yeah, they feel that's unappreciated true. sometimes. Or they yeah. don't feel valued or whatever. They they don't really care that much. And you so, got to think about this. She a college edu- educated woman hosting tables. Like I think how much attention a lot of do you con- hear today? I think there's a lot of conversations that need to be had between Candy and Todd and their staff because they they're clearly not on the same page. No. Um, <laughs> hopefully, we get to see some of that. I just think common sense would say, as a woman <laughs> who's been you know successful getting money for years if she showed up into dubai and she spent x amount of thousands of dollars go to dubai and they was like oh 
don't worry about the lions walking through the lobby. That's just what they do. Shit, freak the fuck out. Or don't worry about the sandstorm. That's that's just what we do out here. And they don't have anything to protect you from it. Shit, freak the fuck out and be all on Twitter and Instagram. And, just, you know, like, <laughs> why would you, why would, as a person, expect? Why are you why okay you, with that? Right. Why are you okay, are you with, okay with walking in the about? dark? Like, you in the dark? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I because have, now Philip's talking about don't let the people go without paying. These people in here sweltering to death. The least y'all could have did was get them they fucking food so they can get out or, of here. Or comp them. <laughs> like, I, yeah. agree with, I understand Philip trying to put the money in the pocket, but like, I, I don't, uh, and this just goes back to like, when we talk about black businesses, some, this is like, this is a prime example of why you don't tend to patronize those type of institutions because of the lackadaisical attitude that they have. Like, if you open at nine, you should be open at nine, not, not 20, 30, 40 minutes later, or you waiting for Keep a car down so he got to catch the bus to unlock. Like, ain't nobody got time for that shit. Like, especially in the service industry where there's so many options. Mm-hmm. That's my soapbox. Well, I, I would say, especially if you're trying to branch out beyond right. your own community, what you're accustomed to. Because I think when you have a establishment inside of an inner city, those people in the surrounding areas are kind of know what to expect in those types of, uh, you know, situations. But when you have people why? coming, well, why? But why? I agree. Yeah, I'm not saying go? I'm not saying it's acceptable. Not at all. Because right. the first I'm thing saying, they be saying is you trying to now listen as a black business owner. I know how hard it is to please people, but Absolutely. you know sometimes they'll be saying, "Oh, you just bashing because they black." No, I'm just bashing. Well, here's the thing: I give black-owned businesses a little bit of grace. You know, I give people, I give yes. black-owned businesses a lot of grace. Uh, uh, yeah. I might whisper in your ear like, "Sis, like you know, y'all need to fix this X, Y, Z. That one right, but you know, okay." But after five years, and after you have lines down the streets. Literally down the streets <laughs> of people waiting to get into your business, and you ain't you okay out. with giving mediocre service. You know, yes. like that's just not cool. That's not okay because and people if you not gonna to, keep going. My mama said my money spent anywhere. If you if you were to take that same establishment and put it into like a suburb, would you treat those customers the same? Hell no. I'm glad. Yeah. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. You wouldn't have the same practices there out there in the suburbs as you would in the inner city because you want that type of business and that's what i'm saying like a lot of times businesses don't go in with the mindset of not just not just providing a service to their their community you have to think like you have to think bigger think outside of the box okay we're going to start small here but let's you know let's branch out and move uh put an establishment out in um, Bloomfield Hills. But wait, do they have do they have two old lady games or is it just one and then that blaze? I think one? they have two. No, I think they have two locations. Let me look at it. See, that, they won't let that shit fly at that blaze restaurant. Blaze, oh, absolutely yeah. not. That, that's exactly what I'm saying. So why is it okay for old lady gang? Why are you okay with giving this type of service here, but you wouldn't treat your customers at Blaze the same way? Why? What, what, your chicken and waffles. And that brings up uh, what I'm about to upset everybody with there is no such thing as black excellence either you good at what the fuck you do or you're not you are in global competition when you decide to enter into the marketplace there's white folks out here who are cooking fucking chicken and waffles 
with, good chicken waffles. <laughs> with way better recipes than what your grandma taught you 40 years ago. They bringing in compost. They bringing in seasonings that ain't nobody heard of. They're taking the shit to another level. So you have to look at this. I'm not just competing against other black folks. I'm competing globally in these exactly. in, in these in these in these type of situations. So I hopefully I'm gonna keep watching the show because it's entertaining and I just like to see Aunt Bertha. But hopefully they do turn this restaurant around. Because even if you if you lack in food, you can always make up foreign service. Motherfuckers overlook some shit. But when you five years, when you years deep into this, and I'm gonna say let's take the years off of COVID, I expect you to to be on like the like the old boy Richard said, like you don't have an iPad. You still writing shit down on the pen and paper, like, and you got to yeah. start from the bottom. And, and they have your POS way systems. They but have POS even, systems I, that'll do that for you. <laughs> right. And they have POS like, systems. Like, with my man's up. running up and down the steps, how come y'all don't have those damn walkie-talkies or, like, the little earbuds where they can communicate to one another? You right. have this man running up and down the steps. Checking tapes. Yeah. But I did just go to their website. It does appear that they have three locations. I believe okay, one great. is that the airport state farm oh state farm arena so that that's good business right that's there. good business that's at the atlanta hawks maybe it's just that one location that's struggling maybe it's just that one. it shouldn't be though after this it shouldn't be none, what none whatsoever but i'm just saying they have three locations she definitely um, needs to hire somebody at operations to oversee like the the day to day, cause she's too busy to do that. But the manager, Juan is too busy to do that. He's straight like, standing the motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> the one manager, he's he's doing a really really good job. I mean, he's trying. So Who far, he's trying. Yeah, yes, the other one just trying to smash Dominique. Oh, trying to clap yeah. And he he said that's the reason why he applied. I'm like, like Dominique, got she TV saying this. Yeah, I mean, she a pretty girl, <laughs> but like I, I mean, I'm you know. I went walking to establishment like, damn, let me fill out an app because Shorty fine. Like, nigga, who do that? Right, who does that? <laughs> you was unemployed before? <laughs> you just signed up so you could clap some cheeks? Like, let me know what's good. Like, y'all just be out here saying any fucking thing. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> y'all just be saying anything. Black media. <laughs> like, what y'all be doing? I think they definitely need to fire some people. I like Richard's professionalism. Like he comes, I mean, because he said, you know, the way he dresses and not how the restaurant dresses, but he could, I think putting Rashad at the front door would set a tone for how your experience is going to be. Because it seems like he just moves in with the general excellence, not just black excellence. It seems like he's just going to bring a sense of excellence and expectation that these other motherfuckers ain't used to. And sometimes you got to fire these people. It's just like with the whole black ink. Thing that everybody's like, oh, we built this tattoo thing, and motherfuckers just get too comfortable, and, mm-hmm. and, and lines get blurred between mm-hmm. friendship and business. So it's always like that complacent. because the thing yeah. about it is that people don't understand. Yes, you were here when we started. Yes, you helped me set, you know, my reputation. You helped us set a strong foundation. But this is my business. Mm-hmm. This is right. my business, and once you get to a certain point of uh success you can't keep operating like you did when you first started out when you first started out you was trying things out you was trying to get your feet wet once you started um developing a um a big clientele you got a national presence on tv you know people looking at you different now it's, right. it's more than just the people in your neighborhood looking at you so you can't operate the same way but some people are not they don't have that mindset but when it's you know when it's your business you see the vision when you just coming in here hanging out and maybe slanging a couple of tattoos, the investment ain't the same for you as it is for me. Right. 
And so I think that that's what they miss. I was here from the grown up. I helped you start it. But what are you doing to continue my growth? Right now, you are hindering my growth. And that's this is, what they don't be understanding. This is what I think has been going down for the past couple of years before this show. I think that Candy and Ty put up the money to get the establishment up and going. They hired a manager and let them see fit on how to run it. They say um, they, they've hired and fired. They've had several managers over the years. They say yeah, they keep it. losing. They, they were losing managers. Then they got one that they thought was going to be real good. But then also, not even that, though. What, it, it seems like a common theme, though, because even the guy who was doing the decorating and stuff for them, like he right. left. Yeah, they were doing the touring. I think it's yeah, touring. Touring. Sounds, yeah. like, sounds like it's, it's, it's like the the common phrase that most people use about their job, they're overworked and underpaid. And I think mm-hmm. this is just a prime example that's being displayed on TV um, because I think now they're just trying to show, bring it or, you know, show their, put their attention to it because they actually have a show behind it, which is obviously another moneymaker behind it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if they, if they didn't have this show, would they really step in the way that they that they are trying to do in front of the camera. Yeah, I don't we know because they failed them health inspections. And yeah, all that's them. serious. That's serious. Like, yeah, that's serious <laughs> stuff. And people still lining up trying to get that fucking mac and cheese. Not I. <laughs> no, <laughs> not man. with a so, C plus rating. For your- my no, my no perception, man. my perception of Candy is, yes, yeah, she is a businesswoman, but at the same time, it seems like she would be very hard to work with because she just wants to kind of front the money, and when shit goes south. You know, oh, now I gotta let you go because you're not doing what you're supposed to do. But she's not letting nobody go. They but just I, quitting on their own. Now, I, I, think, I, I don't think she ever fired nobody. I think everybody is leaving of their own free will. Right, because she didn't even fire Shadrika yet. So I, it's okay. I don't that understand was, that one. She right. she was Shadrika was funny. She chuckled off of that shit. She gotta yeah. be somebody cousin niece. Uh, uh some she she gotta be some type of relative because ain't no way in hell. <laughs> she's not, she is. No, she ain't, she ain't related to nobody. I think uh, that um, I don't know. Like I like Candy, you know. I like Todd. I think they might have a good thing going there. Um, you know, I'm we of course Black Media Podcast is gonna continue to watch the show, and we oh, yeah. might even pop in a couple times to bring an update on some shit that we saw or something. Maybe we need to run back and correct that maybe we didn't quite you know capture correctly. You know, that's been known to happen, but um. At this point, I just think it brings up a good thing that we have a good theme that we have been seeing throughout the pandemic of people just not wanting to work any job like, you know, with social media running rapid with all this expensive clothes and expensive shoes and expensive jewelry and cars. People can't live those lifestyles with, you know, mediocre income or, you know, right. you know, low income. So now they're resorting to other things, other ways to make money. And unfortunately, you know, unless you are a great boss, because let's just be honest, people don't leave because of the company. They really leave because of their bosses or, you know, the people mm-hmm. who they work under. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, people are not going to settle for stuff that they, you know, settled for before. Like you go to a restaurant, it's three waitresses. Before it might have been 10 waitresses because those other seven waitresses then found out that this ain't where it's at. I'm working hard, my feet hurting, I'm niggas ain't tipping. You know, they had to Ooh, find a different way of uh, income. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, we just gotta, they have to learn how to adapt with the times because because you Candy Burris and Todd Tucker, that ain't gonna keep people still working for you. 
that should have you more involved because it's one thing when you're just selling a product on a shelf and you can over, you can kind of see that product and once it goes to the factory produced and you've okay the quality that's one thing but when you got a restaurant out there with your name on it you need to be on top of shit like that <laughs> because as a as a brand you like know, candy you, you ain't struggling yeah, it's, and then like a brand like Candy, she's not, it's not like Black Ink where it may just be geared towards, you know, a Black majority artist. She's on Bravo. That has a, she's on one of the hottest franchises on it. So you might have white folks coming down from Utah because they heard she got a restaurant and just want to check it out and you get in there with that bullshit service? Like, come on, nah. That was just my my two cents on it. I'm with you, Benny. Yeah, I agree. My money, like my mama said, my money's spent anywhere, so shit. You know, we got a, a place here that, that we have a subpar service. Sometimes you be waiting for a long ass time. Who is it? Uh, to put them on blast. Now, do you know who I'm about to say? You is it the I, one that we link up at when I come in town? Uh, that one too. <laughs> that one too. Uh, and then, then, then and, uh, so that's La Culture. Oh. Now, and then Did they, they shut down. I think they relocated. Relocated. But, I'm sorry, they relocated. But I think they stopped serving brunch, and brunch was the only thing that I would love to go there for. Like they brunch was huh? yeah. I like they brunch. La Culture Cafe. Them grits. Them grits was good as fuck. I think I went to them when they were operating out of a TV lounge before they got that one location on Grass. Oh really? I didn't. I think that might have been. I didn't a, know they were there before. I think that might have been the same restaurant. Uh, maybe i'm wrong but no, i know the culture cafe was known for market or something like that it was, i thought that was the name of the place it was in either way they service is subpar the food other places is high high oh cuzzos i was about to say uh, was it i was about to say is it off of liver noise i didn't yeah, want to say the name i've say. been to cuzzos and i was yeah i, I haven't been in a while and i think one years. of the things that happened though with them is you know that whole project on liver noise kind of halted their yeah, it did it did fuck yeah right i think right after because i think right before that they were doing a big renovation mm-hmm. and then that halted their business but they have a very you know large uh clock you know is a clientele they have a large um customer base but mm-hmm. i know that this the the wait times are ridiculous very very ridiculous especially if really chicken like, yeah, like you shouldn't <laughs> take that long to fry chicken you know you oh you mean once you once you get seated like waiting for your actual food waiting for your food is a very long time now i've had to wait to be seated for an hour sometimes and depending on if you come in here on sunday or during it's breakfast a it's not restaurant. a large place so you it's may have restaurant. to wait which i understand the wait but I shouldn't have to wait an hour for my food. Like, that is ridiculous. One time I was in there waiting so long, I literally was in the restaurant for three hours. Between the hour that I was waiting to get my food, the uh, hour that I was, uh, no, the hour I was waiting to be seated, the hour yeah. I was waiting for my Plug food. Plug me in, goddamn. Where's the okay. man? Put me on the clock. Let me then, you know, and then the time that I was eating and waiting to pay my bill, like that was almost three hours. But the, but then somebody the, was waiting for an hour and they dropped their goddamn food. Do you know how pissed I would have been if my food, if I had been sitting there for an hour waiting on my food and you dropped it? The, the 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 thing with them is that you don't sell a lot of shit. It's either chicken, waffles, pancakes, or chicken tenders. But see, why you not from why that shit ain't ready? I ain't sensitive. It should be a constant fry. And this is we're talking about before COVID, because I know COVID things short stat. We're talking about they had long ass wait times prior to COVID. The thing is you want to support your community, but at the same time, why why should we accept that type of business? You know what I mean? 
So because if we were to stop supporting them, would they step their game up if their sales went down? Um, I think so. I think they might, you know, but I, I really, you know, let, let me just say this to our listeners, our subscribers, we are in no way, shape, form, or fashion trying to bash yeah, these, we are. these restaurants, they, they but we just, they <laughs> but we do, you know, we do need them to know, you know, that this is a common theme. And it seems like some black businesses, businesses, not all of them, but they feel like because they cater to black people that they can have subpar service or subpar food and we'll just accept it because they black owned. And that's not the case. That's mm-hmm. not the case. We, we still want to support and we may even come back a second time, maybe even a third time, but I'm not going to keep coming every Sunday if, if it's the same thing. Like that's not going to work for me. Regardless to how good the food is, we have to stay, we have to take a stand with starting off with ownership, mm-hmm. operations, and then how we're treated as a customer. Because starting off with the ownership, like if he's okay with his staff that are engaging with the customers, that's a that's a red flag right there because he doesn't see a problem with that. So you know that type of the, you know that establishment is not going to make any adjustments to cater to their customers because they already have that type of mentality. So yeah, we want to go out and support the black businesses and everything, but at the same time, we still have to be cautious about who we're actually supporting because everybody's attitude behind the business isn't always intact. You know what I mean? As soon as they get a couple thousand followers, yeah it seems yeah, like they, they don't do the same thing yeah you made it but how are you going to stay there yeah i think that they sometimes once they get to a certain level and it may be because they can't keep up with the, the demand, demand once they get you know to a certain level and that's probably the case you know and so that's when you have to hire someone yeah. look i don't have i don't have not near one business but some of this is just common sense well here's Would the you- thing what i'm about to say is and a lot of times you know black owned businesses we don't have the resources sometimes. I get that. Like we don't have, we don't have the capital to hire a bunch of people. So you hire your nieces and nephews, you hire, you know, people that may be willing to work for a a little less money. I get that. Like, I definitely understand that. Um, I understand that, but sometimes you probably want to scale back. If that means scaling back the menu and only serving two or three things until you can, you know, expand. expand, that's okay. Because if you only got two things on the menu, them better be the best two damn things on the menu. Exactly. Like we will understand mm-hmm. that. So I think that sometimes as business owners, we get caught up in um, quali- qu- quantity over quality. Right. Yep. And I, I think that. that that is a big problem. But, you know, black business owners, we like, you know, unless they get them PPP loans and maybe they was able to expand a little bit. We don't have, we don't get mommy and daddy giving us 20k to start a business or you know 30k invested in us or we can't just walk in the chase and be like give me uh 500 to make this pop you know what i'm saying so i get that but you know at the same time we we gotta start small we gotta start small it's, it's what it is now let me let me tell you let me tell you about an establishment that has done extremely well off of keeping it small but mastering the small Raising Canes. I don't know if you ever been to Raising Canes. I've heard of that. All they, don't they, have, sell, they don't have them in Michigan. All they sell is chicken tenders. That's it. They sell chicken tenders, fries, you get a piece of toast, and some coleslaw. So the menu is basically how many do you want? 
Combo number one is three pieces. Combo number two is four pieces. It's simple as shit. But let me tell you, the line is complete. Let me tell you, the line is completely wrapped around the building constantly. But it's moving. You know why? Right. All they dropping is chicken. The chicken is always hot. <laughs> the fries are always hot because they are. They got one product that they pushing. Chicken. And they pushing the hell out that one product. <laughs> That's so people were like, damn, the line around the building, but we're gonna stay in the line because we know we're gonna we, it's gonna go real fast. It's, right. It's it's constantly moving. You can't open a business to have, ooh, let me do, let me serve this type of food item, then we're gonna serve this type of food item. Ooh, let's do this type of drink. You like you like you said, Betty, you have to start off small and master that and then yeah. get get the, the power to branch out. Yeah, you can't be doing oxtails, chicken, and steak burgers. Like, that's too many grills, too yeah. much. Yeah. yeah. Especially if you don't have the people to support, if you don't have the manpower to support your, your, your vision. Like, we see where you're going, sis, but you ain't quite there yet. You know, um, I, you know, I see a lot of, you know, thank God some great things did come from the pandemic because we have a lot of new entrepreneurs out here. A lot right. of people mm-hmm. starting businesses, giving a lot of these uh, large chains to run for their money. In some instances, you know, um, I know they just opened up like a new taco place by me. Um, so mm. it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's good to see people out here doing their thing, but don't get overhyped. And I think another thing what business owners are doing is that they are allowing themselves to get caught up in what social media dictates. So if you see somebody else's business doing X, Y, Z, you feel like automatically this is what you need to be doing. Stay in your lane, run your own race. That's it. And, and, and what people need to understand is these businesses did not start yesterday. Right. You now people take sometimes five years to turn a profit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, some people give up in, in month three, I ain't get no sales. You know how many months you may go without a sale? You know how many, you know, months you may be in the red, like don't give up, just keep going. And I think that if we stick with it, we may have our own, you know, our own sanctuary for black owned businesses once again. So I think that, you know, I don't want us to be discouraged by businesses, but we definitely need to start um, appreciating our customers and giving them quality products and services. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of great restaurants in Detroit that have lasted shit decades, almost half centuries. So I'm just, I think these newer restaurants, maybe five or, five or seven years old, need to take a page out there book. Like, how do you sustain? Well, how have you sustained in this one location? <laughs> for X not, amount of years. Not, not coming on the scene <laughs> charging uh $20 for two goddamn chicken wings. <laughs> Let's be clear. Like well, right know, now we can kind of justify that because chicken wings high. Chicken is high. They chicken high now, but they were high before, you know Yeah, they weren't high 2017, 18 <laughs> before the pandemic. Right. You know? And Betty, uh La Culture Cafe moved on, on eight mile by opium. Uh west of uh what's that? Telegraph? Yeah, West of Telegraph. Okay. One of my, um, exactly one of my um, classmates from high school owns um, opium. Opium? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah? I've, I've, I've driven past her many times. I never went inside. Y'all know um, I'll be trying to go past Greenfield on 8 Mile, so. If we it's down know. There, you, if it's down there, I might not never see it. <laughs> well, let's do this. We're going to take a brief break, and when we come back, we're going to hit you all with another opinionated field topic we'll be back in a moment and we're back and we have like a new 
segment kind of piggybacking off an of old segment which was the rabbit hole so this is like an elevated 2020 version of the rabbit hole where we call it things we love on social media and uh betty's gonna start us off because she has something that has come to her attention and she won't let the folk know what it is let me tell y'all what i'm loving on social media I am loving Andrew Caldwell, y'all. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> this man has taken 15 minutes of time and stretched this shit out for a very long time. I don't even know when the uh, delivery y'all came out. I can't even remember. I know it's been a while. But when I tell you that every single day this man brings life into my timeline, Every single day he breathes life into my timeline. Now, now some people do go overboard with being mean to him, which is unnecessary. But I definitely think that if you don't follow him, (laughs) if you don't watch his videos, definitely you need to follow him because if nothing else, you are going to be entertained. Honey, he went from being delivered to being that kid in the game. Open house. Yeah, with the the Louis Vuitton boots on and the Gucci boots. Listen, somebody said it was 78 degrees in the letter. He had <laughs> knee-high boots on in that sweater. <laughs> Shit, he thought he was still in St. Louis. You know he's from St. Louis, so baby was was cold. He ain't know how to prepare for Atlanta weather, honey. But I'm telling you, I, I think Andrew Caldwell gives me a nice chuckle in my spirit <laughs> every single day. Uh, that's something I look forward to on social media, y'all. What about y'all? <laughs> I'm going to say uh, Andrew Caldwell has definitely, I don't know what, it, maybe it's this whole thing of him coming at, spitting his game at uh, Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian, oh my God. <laughs> He's trying to do that man voice like, hey. Yeah, this is my stepdaddy voice. This is my stepdaddy voice. But I would say uh, Andrew Caldwell has definitely caught my attention. As, as and I don't, uh, He writing those quotes that be on his Facebook page every morning. Like, <laughs> I, I think he'd like, be copying and pasting some of that stuff. Okay, be, be repost. I think he might be copying and pasting. And, uh, yeah, if you if you uh, if you um, go in the comments, you know, sometimes people be like calling him out. And the comment section is where I live. <laughs> like, I would not watch. I would not watch an hour long live video, but I would definitely watch Andrew Caldwell for at least thirty minutes, honey, because he gives it to you when he boiling the ribs. When he huh? he's speaking in tongues, speaking in tongues, sweating. Doing, I haven't followed him, but y'all making it look the way y'all talking about him. Like, well, his hairline be back here. Look, one day he got full. I saw them Gucci boots. And the next day, with that belt. <laughs> Listen, he gives he gives me life, honey. He be cooking. He only got one thing he can cook. And that's something on ribs he be boiling all the time. But listen, he keeps me entertained. I I definitely can say that I get a nice ass chuckle off of his page every day <laughs> i agree with yeah he is funny wear your Not mask a, wear your mask m-a-s-s wear no ca- yo mask, mask. <laughs> wear your mask <laughs> now i did see that one <laughs> you're trying to get people sick i said sir yes sir i'm gonna put Man. this mask on mr delivered yeah that's delivered. that's i'm loving him so far who you got nada I, or you want me to go last i think i already guessed who nada got but well let me just get mine out the way i'm gonna let nada take it last i'll follow uh millennial in debt she's a young lady on instagram uh, she calls, she, you know, pins herself as the uh, Beyonce of personal finance, but she talks about, you know, how to, you know, the the actual breakdown of cost of investing, how to come out of debt, how to transition between careers. Uh, she has some videos, a lot of reels. She's, she also talks about don't be impressed when influencers say they've made $10,000 a month 
and from the internet she's like because sometimes that could be like the gross profit not necessarily the net profit so she kind of broke that down so she has a lot of great finance tools that are easy to follow great comedy great content uh, on instagram yeah yeah and you yeah, some she, policy, yeah. yeah, so she's on Instagram, Facebook. Also, Andrew Caldwell is promoting his YouTube page, too. So make sure y'all check out his YouTube Mr. page. Delivered with the T. With a T. So that would just be mine. Uh, Andrew Caldwell and, of course, uh, Millennial in Debt. Now, Nada, I know you got something. It's going to be like the <laughs> Farmers Association of Instagram. <laughs> black, black Farmers of, I know. Black farmers of Utah. Right. I'm saving that for the right episode. Okay, but, okay. Um, Yes, Daddy probably probably know who I'm about to say because I, because I love him. He's hilarious. Uh-oh. Uh but there's, there's actually two things I want to talk about. I'll I'll drop the um the more serious one first. Things I've been following or loving on social media lately. Um is just any type of self-care tips. Mm-hmm. I see that it's really on the rise about yes, how to just yes. take care of yourself, your mental, your physical. Um Telling people, telling people just how to say no to people, like it'd be okay. We with all need no. that. We need that. Yes, because sometimes you know when you don't say no, you end up stretching yourself thin, stressing yourself out, um, and that's no fun. So you, you know, a particular just, page or just in general. Um, just groups? in general, that yeah, okay. I have mostly groups. Um, Black women self care. Oh. Yep, something like that. <laughs> Shut up, Betty. Why you trying to be funny? <laughs> I already know. I'm already knowing. Yeah, yeah. So self care is like a huge thing. Um, that was on my my vision board for 2022. So I've really been going down this rabbit hole of finding different pages that talk about Black women self care. But anyway, moving on. Now my favorite person that I love right now that's funny as hell is uh, Darren Fleet. <laughs> he's a comedian. What behoove? Yeah, because he's now what behoove? Yes, he's hilarious. So he's an up and coming comedian. Um, I think he had like one video that w- really went viral. Uh, which one was it that he was talking about? I've been watching him for a minute. Like I've been Britney watching him for Spears. a couple of years. Yeah. Um, but there was one like recently that kind of just shot yeah, him up. Oh. Oh. Uh, there was one that he did about you can't go into like Starbucks with your Dunkin' Donuts Dunkin' Donuts yeah, attitude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you you can't you don't walk up at the Target with your Walmart attitude. That's kind of like one that, that made him recently like more famous than what he is. So now he's currently on tour. Um, he's been talking about Rihanna and this belly out all the time. So if you haven't heard of him, check out his Instagram page. It's called Love Darren Fleet. I think it's the same on Facebook as well. I think fair. I, I think I'm. Facebook is com- comedian Darren Fleet yeah, or something. Comedian Darren Fleet, or Darren but yes, Fleet comedy or something. He's hilarious, and I just like following the, sm- the you know, like the the um the, the little fish because right now on Instagram he has less than a billion followers, but it's progressively growing. Like, he's been working. He's, yeah, he's been working. So let and me he's let me give me some videos funny. so I can be catapulted to my uh, comedy career because I got he's to hilarious. Get, got to get out here. Yeah, he's definitely been. He's he's he he's been booked for a couple of shows too. Yes. So I think he came up in that cat that crew of uh internet comedians who are transitioning. Yep. Into doing like live performances. So yeah, he's yep. definitely been booked. Yep. Yep. Let me uh tell y'all something. It, actually, his uh page is Darren Fleet uh, comedian. It's okay. Darren Fleet comedian. Okay. 
But um, let me just tell y'all something about Facebook, y'all. I've been in Facebook jail for the last three days. <laughs> God damn it, Mark Zuckerberg, you better let me cuss, God damn it. I'm tired of getting in jail. <laughs> now they the shit is getting a little out of hand at this point. Like I can't talk about TV characters, get my ass shut down. Can't talk about book characters, get my ass shut down. We is grown. We fucking cuss. That's what we do. God damn it. Whose community standards is these? Cause these ain't my community standards. God damn it. <laughs> we cuss and we say somebody need their ass beat lovingly, but they might need their ass beat. I'm not inciting no violence. <laughs> I'm just telling you that somebody might need their ass beat. And I think that that I keep getting put in jail. Now I can say I can do my time, right? I didn't wrote down a list that everybody uh status I want to revisit once I get out of jail so I can go back and tell them how I'm feeling about what they posted over these last three <laughs> days because I got shit to say god damn it but I don't like the fact that they trying to push my post down to the bottom of the algorithm mm-hmm. like, explain that explain that to us explain that to us so they told me that let me I'm gonna read it to y'all verbatim right. what it say they better not be coming with no bullshit talking about I'm also restriction I got this red banner on my profile and it says damn <laughs> <laughs> It says your post will be moved lower in feed for 27 days. It was 29 days when I first got in there, but now I got 27 days left and they moving my post down lower in the feed. Y'all know people be needing to see what I be talking about on Facebook. Why would y'all do that to me? You can't, I can't take part in any groups on Facebook for three days. I can't post or comment, but I get they asses because you know how? Because I was commenting on people's stories. I don't never really. Oh, do that. look at you with the uh, work around. Yes, but at one point they told me I couldn't even upload nothing to mess uh, to uh, messenger. They were doing too much. They were doing too much. Facebook's doing too much. Now come on, make it fun again, or we're gonna have to find something else with our own community standards. Cause this ain't right. This this shit is behooving me. Not goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> what behooved me was I still got four more hours left on my restriction, and that's some bullshit. I wild. You can't out. wait to get off restriction. I wild and out. I got my list right here. It's right here. I got all my people statuses. I'm revisiting because I got shit to say. I'm tagging, and you know what? I knew Facebook was on some bullshit because I couldn't tag people in comments. Like I be trying to tag people, and it, it didn't turn into a little link. I already they knew was, they was on bullshit. That was. It like was like no mail. Right yeah. So, yeah, I just want to talk about that because I feel like it needs to be said. And this is the Black Media Podcast, after all, and we got our own community standards, God damn it. Okay. Right. <laughs> I, I guess since we have inserted a, a brief rant, I would hey. like to call out Telfar for that bullshit-ass tote bag that they making. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, know a lot of pe- I know a lot of people are big Telfar fans because Beyonce... Look at that face. <laughs> So this is what happened. My girlfriend ordered this bag like X amount of months ago. A lot of months and it, ago. And it finally shows up. And she's like, oh, I got this Telfar bag. She's like, it's garbage. I was like, well, what you mean it's garbage? I'm thinking she overreacted. So I went over there and I we was doing something. I happened to see the bag in a dust bag. So I was like, well, they got a nice little dust bag. It can't be bullshit. They put the motherfucking dust. They didn't ship it in plastic. So it must have been they put it in a dust bag. I, I took this book. I know, but go ahead. I took this book. This bullshit ass bag out the dust pack, out the little dust bag. So it's vegan leather. This shit is hot trash. This is like equivalent to when you go to the grocery store and they try to sell you their bag, so you don't have to get plastic bags. Like if you go to Kroger, they're like, "Oh, you can get this Kroger bag to carry oh your groceries God. in." You instead of using the little felt bag. Yeah, it was kind of along that 
that quality. So immediately I'm thinking, I'm so glad. Did she, did she buy from the Telfar website or did she buy that shit from somewhere else? Because you can't buy it from the she she got it from the website. Did she buy it? She probably bought it on like uh one of those ad pages. So she nah, it she Telfar got it from the website because I've seen the printout for it. So I'm thinking like I've this. The, I didn't I've seen a couple bags and I didn't. And I said, well, maybe it was the color. Maybe because I think uh, Nikki uh, Tanita said she got a brown with it that, that it had, she didn't have a problem with. But that gray tote bag was some bullshit. I like, you need mm. to send this motherfucker back. This is a bullshit. Like, they should be, a, whoever let that get through quality should just be like, fire. Is she sending it back? No, she's probably just gonna give it to somebody. Because oh. I'm not, because like that, you know how. Well, they're not really that expensive. So, no. No. I mean, but you don't want to give nobody no shit that, that you don't like. Uh, I mean, you know, unless you yeah, go I don't know what the fuck. She just kind of stuck with it. I'm so the shit was so bad. I was like, I'm glad I didn't buy that motherfucker. Oh. And I'm a semi handbag kind of because I haven't acquired a few bags. And shout out to Henry Bender, who's no longer in business. Okay. All right, Benny. Listen, listen, listen. Can we talk about Henry Bender? Let me and- tell you, you about to have me and I didn't hear crying because Man. I was just in the restaurant the other day and I seen the girl with, with one of my bags on. I'm like, Bender girls, listen, if they don't do nothing else but bring back Henry Bender, because I'm telling you right now. Bring I'm, back Henry I went Bender. on, uh, not because not I got a bag that I wanted, that I never even got, that Jack Setter. I love that. Okay. And I've been wanting to get one, and I never quite got one. I don't, I don't know how many Henry Bender bags I got. I got quite a few. Um, oh my God, Ben, you about to make me cry. I'm, and the reason why I like that bag, that leather was quality. Would you? T- would you? They let's have talk the about best it. leather quality. Yeah. We're talking like, quality leather, uh, unique design, and it was a good price point. We ain't talking thirteen hundred dollars. We nah. ain't talking nine hundred. We talking maybe three to four. I think the most I paid was probably about. Five, yeah, it's five, nothing, nothing, crazy, and everybody don't really have it because everybody's so so exactly. focused on Louis Vuitton and Gucci. So when you had that bag, everybody who only people who knew about the bag is people who are in that that Henry Bender world. Man, so. I got the Henry Bender ring, <laughs> bracelets. Uh, listen, right before... I, hold on, now before you go to that, listen, I had okay. a, a a bracelet, monogrammed it, pretty ass bracelet, my initials, leather. Why the fuck I couldn't fit it? Why I couldn't fit it? Why I didn't uh-huh. fit my wrist? That's all right. Did you keep it because? Because I'm about to be able to fit it in a minute. You better, you, you better tell them. Okay, I got you that. You better tell them. I got that. <laughs> but anyway, um, I was just having that clothes. To 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 go off of what you said, Benny, mm-hmm. about them having more quality than Louis Vuitton and the other designer bags, went out a couple weekends ago. And I carried, um, I, and I don't, I don't carry this uh, Henry Bindle bag that often, unless yeah. we stepping out. So we stepped out. <laughs> I got more compliments on that bag, exactly, than any other designer bags. What bag? Exactly. Doesn't matter which one was it. The black one. Um, I can't think of the name, but it's a tote. I know I've seen it. Yeah. Is it the one? Is I, that I, the one you confiscated from your mama? <laughs> no, this, it has my initials on it while you're oh. trying to throw shade. Listen, I confiscated my this one. This is one that I purchased myself. Thank you very much. It I'm has my initials the, on the brand on it. Off of it. Um, but yes, that's only that's I only use that bag when we stepping out. And how many years has Henry Bindle been gone now? It's and been a minute. Yeah. Listen, I got my Henry Bindle bag. Right, I got two of them right here. <laughs> right before they closed, I went onto their website and was trying to buy whatever I could that they had left. Oh my god! And I even had yes, the perfume. 
I know I was about to say, I, I bought two extra bottles of the perfume, and even to this day, I only do one little. Listen, I had my whole little Henry I'm Bindle credit card. <laughs> Listen, I had my whole little Henry Bindle credit card. I was getting my reward points. Like, I'm very sad about them closing. Yes, they need to bring back Henry Bindle. Yeah. I thought they were going to move from brick and mortar to just online exclusively, but they I guess should they should have. And they should yeah. have. Yeah. But let, but let me just say this also about Henry Bindle. They have excellent customer service. They yeah, do. Absolutely. Now, when they have a sale, like they site will crash a lot. And it was this one bag I still had. I love it to death. They had a bag on sale that I wanted. And every time I put it in my cart, it kept crashing. So the lady said every time that happened, that means it was sold out. Mm. So she called every store to find out which store had it. Mm-hmm. Made Had sure they ship. monogrammed it, shipped it to me. Um, yep. They tracked it for me. Let me know when it yep. was on its way. Oh, they wow. called yep. me to make sure I got it. Um, and everything like they, you know, they went the full mile um, yep. to make sure that I got this bag that I wanted, and I still got it for the the discounted price that it was on sale. That's what's um, up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they had great customer service. I can't say that also. Mm-hmm. And that leather is some good ass leather. Like that shit it's don't be in break or great, nothing. That's what I'm great saying. Leather. It's yeah. And, 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 and the price point for great leather is the same price point for some of their bags that they trying to charge for vegan leather. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why I said that I, when I when I went into the store and they had it at Somerset, I was impressed. I was like, oh, shit, because I was expecting like this. They about to hit me upside my head for about two bands. And she's like, oh, this is about nope. 350. They're like, 350. Right yep. there, motherfucker, right now. Shit. Yep. Yep. And, yeah. and, and, and like I said, when you when, when you can find something that's unique that not everybody has. Mm-hmm. You get compliments on it them. because every like, you know everybody's gonna come. Everybody's you're not gonna get compliments on your Louis Vuitton unless you got some shit that ain't nobody seen. But once everybody see the LVs or the little symbols, they gonna glance at oh, that's what's up. But when you had that particular bag and people in that circle knew about that bag. And they knew mm-hmm. what it was because you didn't even have to have a, the stripy one. You could just have, you know, not the, the flagship design with the stripes, which is their logo. Yeah. People knew. So that's what I like. That's why I didn't mind spending money on something like that. I might do an MCM for nostalgia, you know, for, you know, but. Well, I just went to their website that. and I'm still keeping hope alive because on their website, <laughs> yeah, on it says so long for now. Ah. Don't even read the website. Maybe, yep. Maybe I'm I hope they do come back. That. Maybe they come back like, listen, like maybe they reorganize. Listen, listen. If they come back, I'm on it. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. Like, le- like legit ready. Like, let me find. I my will sell. <laughs> I will sell my firstborn, my only child. I'm like, wait a minute. Well, my firstborn. <laughs> but nah, they they were. They, they were, were a great company for 123 years. Yes, yes. All right, let's stop talking after this podcast. Yeah, after this podcast, I'm probably gonna go upstairs and hug my bag. <laughs> but, ladies, or anybody that's listening, if you haven't heard of Henry Bindle before or um, check out any of their products, there's still some really good um, resale on Poshmark for sure. Mm. Like there's quite a few that are in mint condition. I've never personally bought one, but and they're they're going for just about top dollar of That's what they good. would cost when they were in the store. So they they definitely hold their value. Well, hey, this is... you you made me depressed. Oh no! Why you bring that up? <laughs> you got, a he- got a headache and shit. Louis Vuitton could never, uh, could never, <laughs> could never. <laughs> you ain't gonna talk about Gucci. All right, never mind. All right, let's wrap this thing up, y'all.
Well, this has definitely been a good episode of B&B Presents the Black Media Podcast. We took a trip down the Henry Bindle Nostalgia Road. And <laughs> before we get out of here, my name is Ben. And to the right. You got me. You got Nada. Thanks for thanks for hanging with us, y'all, once again. And then to my right, who we got? Hey, yo, it's your girl. <laughs> I'm out, y'all. See y'all next week. Peace. Go. Go to the Facebook because I just made uh, to the Black Media Podcast Facebook page. I just put a post up that said, bring back Henry, Henry Bindle with the uh, Black Power Fist. Comment your favorite bag and your SKU number if you're trying to sell it. We we'll need to start a Reddit that. group. We need to start a Reddit group. <laughs> bring back Henry Bindle. That's just skyrocket. <laughs> and they probably be back in a couple years after they reorganize the, the operation. I hope so. <laughs> and we'll see you all next time. It's been a pleasure.